Uh, welcome to the VRP Breakdown here with Joe, TJ, and Mr. Medacian. We're here to tell our stories today. All right. Thank you, Joe. Um, so let's start with your ages. How old are you guys? 16. 17. Joe 16, and TJ is 17. And how long have you guys, so you're in the MCAT program, how long have you been in there so far? Four months. 43 days. Okay. And... Um, so what we've been doing so far with these episodes is kind of talking about things you've experienced so far growing up, um, things you've experienced in the MCAT program, and then maybe some advice that you would have for people who run corrections programs. Like, what would you do differently? Um, what would you do differently to help kids stay out of trouble and um, stay in school and be successful? So who wants to start? Tell us a little Joe is pointing to TJ. <laughs> I think I want to start with the justice system. Uh, you want to start with the justice system? With All the right. justice system. Okay. So like, what have you experienced so far in the juvenile justice system? How would you sum it all up? I feel like the justice, juvenile justice system is not fair, but then it is fair. Um, you can pull it down. I feel like it's fair and then it's not fair. Because like, they give some people passes that mm -hmm. shouldn't get passes, and then the people that should get passes don't get the passes. And what do you mean by passes? So like, say... A crime is a crime, right? Mm -hmm. But say you do a misdemeanor and another person do a felony, you go you go to MCAP and they go home. Even though their crime was worse. Their crime was worse. Okay. It's a felony, I have a misdemeanor. Okay, so you're saying it's um it's not consistent. So some people who have crimes that are more severe are getting lesser sentences, lesser punishments than people who have less severe crimes. Yeah, it's not fair. Okay. Do you see that a lot? I see that a lot. I see it every day. Okay. Um, so how would we, how would you fix that? Is there, do you think there's any reason? Wh what do you think? What do you think is the reason behind that? Is it, does it have to do with different judges, different attorneys? Um, judges. Judges. Okay. It's most definitely judges. Because so if I had a different judge, I wouldn't be here right now. Okay. So do you, in your opinion, would you say that the judges aren't consistent with the they're sentencing? Biased. Or they're biased? They're biased. Okay. In what way? Because, like, some judges don't like certain crimes because they know somebody that died to that crime. So they take okay. it more offense. Okay. So they might take it personally. Yeah. I see. Okay. So, um... Would you, I'm assuming then, then that you would recommend more consistency throughout the sentencing process. So more guidelines, like if somebody does this, then they get this, but maybe a little bit of leeway. Yeah, because it's, it's different. It's like, they, it's different. Like, what's the word I want to use? It's not equal. Mm -hmm. That's what the word, it's not equal. Okay. Um, is it fair? It's not fair. Justice not fair. system never fair. Okay. Now, how about your experience through the? Actually, before we get to that, uh, Joe, I'm gonna get to you a little bit. Would uh, would you agree, disagree, based on your experiences? From coming here, I don't know. It's kind of weird sometimes, cause I have got blessed, but then again, I haven't got blessed. Like you said, like some just taking more personal mm -hmm. from the crime, because a lot of kids may commit that same crime. But they shouldn't take it personal because that crime not really strong as a felony. A felony should be a more harsher consequence than a misdemeanor. Okay. But more people commit misdemeanors than felonies. And like like you said, a lot of people die from that yeah. that crime. So, so you would agree that some felonies are being treated too harshly? No, some felonies been... Uh, sorry, like, sorry, I said that wrong. You would agree that some misdemeanors are being treated too harshly? Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's what you were saying, TJ. Yes. Okay. So um, you said in, you, in some cases you were blessed, in some cases not so much. So would you say that you've kind of experienced both ends of that spectrum? Yeah, I did. I, I experienced both ends. Okay. And is it was it different judges, or do you pretty much have the same judge? Different judges. Okay. And do you are there judges who have a reputation for being more harsh on – sentencing yes i'm okay. glad i don't T got that judge no tj more. is also nodding his head yes because i know a judge you talking about <laughs> okay so there's some have a reputation and you know who they are most yes. definitely a reputation most people know who they are okay that kind of came up in another podcast i don't know if that actually made the cut or not um but we did have other students saying that 
Everybody knows these certain judges, maybe one or two, three of them. Like really one or two. Yeah, and DAs as well. But it's, it's the judge that says what's overall because yeah. you can have the worst DA and the best judge, yeah. and you gonna win because you got the best judge. Mm-hmm. But if you got the worst DA and the worst judge, yeah, donor. Um, overall, so let let's say the sentencing evened out. Actually, before I move on, Joe, is there anything else you wanted to say about your your experience with the justice system and the court system and judges, attorneys, DAs? Uh, yeah, I got a lot of chances. I'm gonna take this chance right here for granted. Do what I gotta do. You know my stuff. Life too short to keep doing this, repeating the same thing over and over. It's just a waste of time up in here. Can't missing your family. Want to do what you want to do. Want to eat. Want a phone call. Play mm-hmm. with your friends. Get a job. It's like I'm, I ain't doing the same no more. I know I'm gonna make mistakes, but not the same mistakes to get back in here. Okay, so now you said you weren't. You're not going to take this for granted. Is it because the sentence that you got for this situation could have been worse? Yeah, it could have been way worse. Okay, so do you think if you get in trouble again, you are there's going to be any leeway, or do you think it'd be it's going to be pretty harsh? No, I know leeway. They got to throw the book down. Okay, would you end up at Lincoln Hills then? County. Next? Oh, the co- how old are you? 16. 16. So you'd be waived into adult court and spend time in the adult jail. Yeah. When do you turn 17? Uh, January. Okay. So, yeah, about five months. Um, okay. So, in general, let's say the sentencing was more even. Okay. Do you think that the process that we have for working with youth is a fair process, is an effective process, um, or do you or do you see areas for change? What do you mean by effective process? Like, if it worked, like, does it work for kids? Yeah. Does it help uh, stop kids from recommitting no. crimes, no, reoffending? If the process worked, a lot of kids wouldn't come back. Mm-hmm. And kids go home, come right back. Yeah, so we do see a high reincarceration rate yeah. in Milwaukee. Um, how can we fix that? Can we fix it? Is it up to the courts to fix it, or is it a bigger societal issue? Society. Courts can't really fix it. The only thing they can really do is try to help us and try to lead us into the right direction. Mm -hmm. But what what I can do and what others can do, they just go go do what they want to do, feel like what's fun for them, what's better for them. Sometimes people just do stuff to find out their own answers instead of listening to others. Because, you know what I'm saying, that's what I did. Like, somebody tell me, I do the opposite of that to get a different result, get my own answer to it. So, like, with people coming to jail, that's, like, the society part because they got to want more for their life. They got – sometimes you got to experience jail to be, like, to get on a better a better road to success in your life. Yeah. Because okay. I feel the same way because when they released me from general population, I had the same mindset. But when I came to MCAT, better mindset because I got to learn more skills and stuff mm-hmm. and – you get time to actually think you actually sit down for a long enough time to think yeah a day ain't nothing to sit down and go back home you ain't getting time to sit down and think and that's why people commit the same crimes back to back because milwaukee got the it's only like three crimes everybody commit car theft car theft and they say that because we keep hearing about it car theft robbery murder them in high speeds it's it's like four Mm -hmm. and that's probably what a lot of people are here for one of them four so Stealing cars, high-speed chases, robbery, um, robberies, and murder. armed robberies, armed robberies, armed robberies, homicides. Okay, and that's that's with the youth as well, with people your age as well. You'd say that those are those are the big four. Yeah, in Milwaukee, in, Milwaukee. in general. Yeah, TJ, you're so we should make a distinction between general population and, and MCAP, which we have in previous podcasts. But you were sa- in previous episodes, but you were saying that. You came into general pop. You got yourself in trouble. You came into general pop. You were in here for maybe a day or two. And then I was in here for a month. One month. Um, it didn't really have any effect on no. your thinking, your behaviors. Um, but now in the MCAT program, you're receiving services. You're receiving um, classes. And so in previous episodes, we've talked a little bit about the programs that you guys receive in, in MCAP. So I'm not going to go too much into that. But what are your thoughts on... Um, providing those services earlier to if people had the MCAP service earlier like in general population they yeah. have 
Well, I feel like it'll work better because, like, if that, like, if they have the five months that we get to sit mm-hmm. down, it'll work better because you, that's five months of your life. Like, yeah. you finna, that's you true. finna come back, and then we got over our head. If we come back, we go to Lincoln Hills. Yeah. If they come back, they're just going to general population, going back home. If everybody had the Lincoln Hills over their head, a lot of people wouldn't come back, but then they still might at the same time, but it's a less possibility of them coming back. We should explain what Lincoln Hills is for our listeners. So how would you guys describe Lincoln Hills? Like a kid, it's like a kid prison. Like and you, you get more freedom out there because you're doing more time. Mm-hmm. But out there, you far away from your family. So you know what I'm saying? A lot of people, family don't like to drive on the highway or that far at all. Mm-hmm. Can't really see your family. You know what I'm saying? You got to have money to eat up there. You know what I'm saying? Then you go, that's just going to make you like, man, I don't want to come to jail no more. Yeah. I'm far away from my family. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It's yeah. nowhere near the city of Milwaukee. Nowhere near the city. So if you ever like did get away from there, where would you go? How would you know how to get <laughs> right. back? Right. You don't really know. You like stranded. You like, you don't know where you at really. It's mostly farms and forests farms and you guaranteed to get caught <laughs> if you went if you tried to escape you're saying or try to go a while yeah, you guaranteed getting caught like because we're no shelter yeah no food so it's you kind of summed it up as a prison for young people um you mentioned food why do you need money for food or are you saying for better food you yeah think? like because you get canteen yeah up there. canteen yeah. if you don't got like people on the house trying to take care of you in there it's gonna be hard for you because you go get hungry and it's like, then you got to gamble or something or ask people. And you don't want to ask people because people going to hold that over your head. Like, I gave you this and this when we was locked down and stuff. You don't want people coming at you like that, feeling like you just don't got nothing for yourself, putting you down and stuff. Every time you, like, you all get in an argument or something, they can throw that up or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to have a relationship on the outs with somebody that could take care of you. So it's not that they don't feed you. It's just that the food is not great yeah it's not so not you good. can you can get canteen which is if somebody puts money on your books you can use that money to buy snacks better food etc okay so it's not a great place to be yeah. it's not so um would you say that mcap is kind of the last chance before it is the last chance the before last lincoln hills what okay. i can say about mcap and lincoln hills far as mcap is worse you know i'll say mcap worse because we come on our room six hours a day. Lock, we in and out, in and out. One person mess up, we done for it. We got to lock in, go in at 9 o'clock. So it's like this is like a harsher punishment than Lincoln Hills because you got more freedom. You out from 7 to 9.30 at night. You get jobs. You get canteen. You go to school freely. It's like you moving around. And sometimes you can spend six months to a year out there. We doing five months. So it's like this MCAP harsher than Lincoln Hills, but you just farther up north, and then they just trying to like get that in your brain, like you were far away from your family. But being up like, like prison from the county, county is worse than prison because it's more stricter. You don't have a lot of freedom. You don't have a lot of things to do really. Like prison, you get more freedom than what you get because you're doing a longer sentence. And it's like I feel like MCOP is worse than Lincoln Hills because we get harsher punishment than people get in Lincoln Hills, even though they getting doing more time or the same amount of time as us, we doing a, a harsher punishment. So, but most people would say that, but I think you guys said it too, like MCAP is your last chance, last resort before you get to Lincoln Hills. And right. I've heard most people say, you know, that, that this is it. If they screw up, they're going to go to, if they screw up again, they're going to go to Lincoln Hills. They don't want to go there um, because that's a worse punishment than so, being here. What I got to encounter, my big my big brother was in Lincoln Hill. Mm-hmm. It's like that because, like, that's what we say about MCAP. Like, it's worse or stuff like that. And then when you're in MCAP, we don't really know how it is. Mm. But my big brother is telling me, like, the judges and DA says worse because you farther out. They just want to get that in your head. But more people that come from Lincoln Hills commit the same crime over and over because they say it's sweet up there. It's, like, more comfortable up there. You get a lot more privileges. Like my big brother is saying. He went up there three times. He told me he, he committed the same crime because once you go up there the first time, it's not how they say it is. You get more freedom. It's not a hands-on like facility like that. Mm-hmm. You you get like you stay out more. He said that's why he, he committed the same crime because it's like it was light. Like he you go up there, they sentence you to a year, you do eight to ten months freely, freely. 
making phone calls out all day, kicking it, watching TV, playing basketball whenever you roam anywhere you want. Nine thirty come lockdown TV in your room. That's why you see a lot of more people going to prison or going to Lincoln Hills and co- coming back to the same thing because it's more easier and they like adapt to that environment. Like they don't want to sit down here. Like a couple of people I was on general population with, they was happy to go to Lincoln Hills to bend down here because they said it's more harsher down here. Food, freedom, people abusing their authority. It's like they, that's why they so quick to send themselves up once they experience that. Mm-hmm. And like from us, we don't really know how it is, so we think like it's worse. Like how they're telling us, but when they some when, when people tell you about it or that went experienced already, they put it as like it ain't really no punishment up there. Hmm. It ain't you just far away from your family. Yeah. So do you think in order to stop this the reincarceration and and um, stop people from recommitting crimes that we should have harsher punishments and and facilities that are more restrictive yeah would that help yeah because it'll stop people from coming back if you get a harsher a harsher punishment for the crime like say you do a crime you get a power but if you come back you get a harsher punishment Mm -hmm. if you come back it get even worse they wouldn't come back you might it might take you two two times yeah people come back five six seven eight times so when people come back are they receiving longer sentences in here wherever in general so like if you let's say you're an mcap and you recommit a crime or you're in lincoln hills and you recommit a crime well i only can speak for here though typically an mcap if you do screw up again you're going to go to lincoln hills so this is my second time in mcap this is your second and yeah there are situations where you get a second chance in mcap Was, was your sentence longer the second time yeah i'm gonna be here longer than what i was First time, yeah. first time I was un- only sat down here eight and a half months. Now I'm going to be here a little bit longer than that because mm-hmm. I just got up here and I ain't come my time before that. So the, I, what I'm kind of getting to is here, a lot of people say um, it doesn't matter how harsh you make the punishment. People are still going to recommit crimes because the alternative is not, if you don't have an education, you don't have skills to get a job, um, there's nothing out there for you. The alternative is committing crimes to get money. And so you can make the punishment as as harsh as you want. People are still going to commit crimes because you still need money to survive. Right. What do you guys think about that? I agree to that. When you out on a life, you doing stuff that other people doing. You you see people your age got a lot of money, cars and stuff like that, cool and stuff. You wondering like, dang, how can I get that? You don't really want to. Sometimes people like I'm gonna speak for myself. How I used to look at it, I ain't used to want to just work so hard, but I, I was a hard worker, but I just wanted to get it easy sometimes. And as I seen it, I'm like, I seen my big brothers have a lot of stuff that I wanted and stuff. And then that's how I just easily got to like slowly following their footsteps and be coming into the streets. That's how the, the street's strong, but the streets got no love for you. You get in the streets, you get chewed up, spit out like that. You get once you get to drug dealing, doing all that, or in a gang or something, it's gonna be harder for you to get out than what you came in and mm-hmm. it's like once you win it's gonna be it's like it's a family like it's a family out there you having fun doing stuff with your guys and all that it's like a whole big family but once you get caught you think like first time i thought i thought like dang i'm really in jail i was 13 years old i'm dang i'm really up in here second time came back it was like okay i kept coming back like every other month or every two months for the same thing, and I'm like, dang, I keep getting out doing the same thing because it was fun to me. It was hard to, like, distance myself from that. It was hard to, like, push myself away from my friends and my people that I call family because I, I loved doing it and I did it every day. It's hard. I wanted money. I wanted to take care of myself. I wanted to be, like, a, a adult. I wanted to be an adult, but I was trying to grow up too fast, and that's how I got to learning my own mistakes seeing my own experience by coming to jail, coming to MCAP, and seeing it for myself. Now as I'm older, 16 now, I see different. I see I got goals for myself. I ain't, I ain't trying to keep wasting my life in here. It's like pointless because you keep doing the same thing, same thing. You just go get farther and farther in the system where you can't get out no more. And you go be like, dang, I just wasted 10, 15 years of my life doing this crime, being with my friends, coming to jail, doing this, coming to jail, doing this. It's like... You don't got no freedom. Either you on a run 
or you in jail for the stuff you keep doing. And it's like, it's either that, you stuck in the system and keep transferring out. I'm 16, it's almost been four years since I've been coming and I finally synced into my head. And I, like I said, you gotta learn stuff on your own. People used to tell me, but I was hard hit. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. I'm gonna find out on my own and I found out. And sometimes that's what it takes for somebody to find out on their own because mostly people don't wanna listen to you they want to find out their own answers, their own way. And that's how you got to sometimes let them find out their own way. And that's what, how you become a better person because you're like, dang, now that I went through this, I can try to drift myself into going to a better path and separate myself from people that I know doing stuff bad and all this and try to help my little cousins and family and stuff do better by giving them a life experience that I went through, showing them that, yeah, I c- you can only tell a person so much that they, you could just tell them so much that sometimes it won't, they won't even listen. Go throughout the one ear, go throughout the other. Mm-hmm. They got to find out on their own. You got to have your own experience. So you're, you're saying that, um, so you've been back and forth a lot. You're saying there, get out, kind of get in trouble again, come back, yeah. get out, get in trouble again. So in your situation, for you personally, would a harsher punishment have stopped you from reoffending? Ooh. No, I'm gonna keep it all a hundred. Harsher, like back then when I was 14, 15, they sent me to Lincoln Hills, and I would have experienced for myself like, oh, down here is worse than Lincoln Hills. I would have, I, I got, I had a feeling, and I know myself, my well, my my past self, what I would have done. I would have slipped up, been trying to do good, but again, it's like a magnetic pull. Mm-hmm. Your good side, that's the street, the good street side. I mean, the bad street side and the good side of you, like, do good, but this the negative side just pulling you back, like, man, you know you want to do all this, and it's going to be hard, and I know I would have came, I know I would have let the bad side take over me because I'm so, I was so adapted to that, so, like. Regardless of what the punishment. Regardless what the punishment. I would have thought about it once I got caught. Okay. Like, I would never thought about it once I went on a run or committed a crime. I would have thought about it after I got incarcerated. So, no. And I. This is something different from what I heard you guys say about 10 minutes ago where you were saying, you know, people think it's sweet. People think it's not. It's light. They go spend six months and then they come out. And then that's just from my point of like, that's just from me, like how yeah. I would have did it. But now I know now I know, I'm not trying to I didn't waste too much time on the run or in jail. So it's like now a harsher shit is it will hurt me because I'm like, hey. I didn't spend four, five years of my life on the run in jail. Mom's like telling me, getting me mad, sad, family. It hurt me now as I know and got more mature, got a little wisdom in me now that if I do something else, I could put myself away for a long time because the adult system now, the things you would do, you get, you're getting that time. You sitting down for it. And I can relate to everything you just said, but... Some people it take longer and some people it don't. Cause like he said, it took him a couple tries. For me, yeah. it only took me twice and I got it together. And this is my second time, man. Mm-hmm. I ain't coming back like, once you get your goals set and if you can stick to your goals, yeah. you're good. But if you can't stick to your goals, that's the problem. Cause you gonna fall back off and keep doing the same thing that got you back in here. And it really just take time for you to mature. Once you mature, and once you hit that age where you're just like, it's not worth it no more. Yeah. I'm finna become an adult. I'm gonna go to the adult system. And the adult system ain't nothing to play with. Mm-hmm. They sitting you down automatically. It ain't no, you finna go home, maybe to the, you finna sit down. Yeah. Some people would say make jail, make juvenile detention as miserable as possible. The worst possible experience somebody could have. Don't give them any services. Don't let them have a lot of freedom. Just make it the worst place you could possibly be, and they'll stop committing crimes. And then they won't want to go back to jail. That's not true. What are your thoughts on that? Because for some people, just like you said, I disagree, and I disagree too. That can make you an angrier person. And that's what a lot of people commit crimes for, because they're angry. They might not be angry at the person that they commit a crime to, but they're angry in their heart. And if you come to jail... Like, it can, it can work both ways. It can make them not come back, and it can just make them even more mad, and you go commit way more crimes. So mm-hmm. it, it can work both ways. But I don't agree that it just stop. It work. It can work both ways. All right, no matter how hard you can make this situation, people always go commit crimes because it's, it's a lot of people envy 
and a lot of people get jealous. Mm -hmm. People always go commit crimes, no matter if this was so harsh that you don't come out and 20, you stay in your room 24 hours, people are still going to commit crimes because it's stuff that people want and everybody don't want to work hard and years for stuff like that. They're still going to commit crimes, either if you forced to or willing to or peer pressure to. It's always going to be people out there committing crimes, no matter how long you try to tell them things or try to give them more services it's all what the person want to do if you're willing to help yourself to become a better person and if you're not you just go keep doing the same thing like like i said before i kept coming back i wasn't willing to get help i was just so stuck up so like my rest my reputation is on the block and all that like oh yeah this ain't none i went to jail i got a rep for my name i was doing stuff like that i didn't want to help myself i thought what i was doing was fun healing myself but i was just hurting myself by coming to jail but now i'm helping myself i want help and i'm gonna give help and i'm gonna do better for myself it's all how you want to take it in no matter how hard this is or how unhard this is willing is either either way to go you got to want to help yourself and want better for yourself i feel like people go always commit crimes it's always gonna be good and bad ain't no middle in between that either you gonna be good you, you know what i'm saying a lot of everybody got a little bad in them everybody not perfect mm -hmm. everybody go through their mistakes you gotta you gotta be willing to not make the same mistakes to come back here and like i said i'm not making the same mistakes because i feel like dang i don't want to just waste my life in a place i'm not getting paid but they getting paid off me and my right. family looking at me like dang this how we raised you to come to jail be a look at me as an animal other people like you like being in a cage all day can't do what i want to do no i'm i'm putting an end to that because i want to help myself i want help and i'm gonna give help to want help and i'm gonna help myself because i want better for myself so what about um in the previous episodes that we've done this summer this the same thing keeps coming up like uh age range so it seems like somewhere between 11 and 14 is when um young people are starting to make are starting to get into more serious troubles or they're starting to uh, um, commit more serious crimes and then that's leading to incarceration and, and juvenile detention and all that and the thing that is going along with that is car thefts there just seems yeah. to be a lot of car thefts Cause it, in that age range because it's different now like 2021 is different like this is a new generation for real because like 2017 it wasn't like this like people committed crimes but not how it is now you car theft car theft car theft car theft and then the age group it just get younger and younger 10 11 10 11 10 11 like they starting early like they starting early and like the car theft in milwaukee it just gonna keep south it's gonna keep circulating keep circulating keep circulating like so is there anything that so we talk about the MCAT program a little bit and how you get services and how you kind of it helps you try to change your thinking and stop being so impulsive. Um, is there anything we can do or society can do to prevent people from getting in trouble in the first place, from not getting in trouble when they're 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, 13, 14 years old and no, cause not causing, not stealing cars? It's up to, it's up to you. But, like, if you young, you don't, well, you know better, but then you don't know no better. Because, like, say you're 12 years old and you 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 doing it, never got caught, and just doing it every day, been doing it for, like, six, eight months straight, you never got caught. You're not going to learn until you sit down for some time. So say you get caught once, so you come sitting here for a day. You ain't learning. You back doing the same thing. Um, you guys are talking about programs. So like in MCAP, you get programs. It helps you kind of think about things. But it seems like, and this may not be true, but it kind of seems like we always have to wait for somebody to be arrested to then give them programs. So is there a way to help guys your age, girls your age, before they even start committing crimes or before they even start getting themselves into serious yeah, trouble. The running rebels. Cause like the running rebels help you out a lot. You got um you got your advocates and advocates help you a lot because you got your resources right there. Cause like when I got out, I was supposed to do running rebels, but it is a process for it. But when you come to MCAP you get it just you just get your advocates. Mm -hmm. And if kids have advocates they got males to talk to and that's what a lot of kids need is males in their life because mm -hmm. they don't have them so advocates that has come up too in some in a couple of previous episodes um 
but it seems like so are there advocates like can you access an advocate if you haven't gotten yourself in trouble like other there's people yeah. out there who because after your, your probation is up you can still have an advocate okay but i mean before you even get yourself in any kind of legal trouble oh yeah could you have an advocate because they got a, a center I mean, they got a rent a rental center you can get okay. an advocate so is there enough of that kind of um is, are there enough of those types of services out there in no. milwaukee no it should be something that like it shouldn't take that long for because if but it's up to it's up to the kid it's up to the youth to yeah. actually use the service because like say i got an advocate now but i go home and i don't use it and i just want to get in trouble it's up to you to use your resources so if you it, don't want to use your resources you're bound to get in trouble and your resources help you with everything. They help you get a job, mm-hmm. pay for your driver's ed. They help you do everything. Like, you got them there. They'll take you to get your social security card. Like, they got you. Like, yeah. But if you don't want to use them, you'll never get nothing. So it kind of comes down to what you guys were saying before, especially Joe. If you are not ready to accept the help or you're not ready to, to, to um, kind of set your life straight, then really nothing – I don't want to say nothing, but it's, it's going to be, you. yeah, it's going like to be a magnetic pull. You got to get right. easily, slowly, slowly. It's gonna, it you might start. It's going to start slowly and slowly getting pulled into the streets. Yeah, it's up to you to change your life. Have you guys, you guys were born and raised in the city of Milwaukee? Yeah. Okay. Have you moved around throughout the city at all? Like uh, different houses or yeah. you mostly live in the same place? Yeah. Um, have there been areas in the city that you liked living in more than others? Where I live at right now. Right now? Because, mm-hmm. like, I live at a dead end, low, low, nothing happens. Quiet. Not that quiet. Deers in the front yard when I really? wake up. Came outside, walked out, <laughs> two deers in the yard. It's like 10 a.m. Yeah. Ran back in the house. Nice. Uh, how about you, Joe? Have you moved around at all? Yeah, our experience. Appleton, Menasha, Nina, Oshkosh. My pops live up them ways. Where I'm down here, our experience both sides were mostly like caucasian people and like mostly black people i experience both sides i like i it's how you it's how you want for i can say it's how you through, take it yeah, it's how you take it in and how you adopt this stuff mm-hmm. and how you feel about it and if you want to change and do better with your life some people don't got enough support some people just don't know like just want to follow somebody is like how you want to take it in so explain to our listeners what communities like menasha appleton nina what are those communities like well up there i'm gonna say for the school i went to menasha middle school it's called maplewood from that middle school to down here middle school that middle school was like a whole high school to me it was like some different i ain't never experienced nothing like that we had transition from different classes i was in the sixth grade back then transition from different classes like when we come to lunch we got pieces stand sub stand and part phase and stuff like that school dances and basketball teams like a lot of supportive system up there is like it's like more funding in their schools like where you will probably like really want to like engage in school and do sports and do stuff i was in a choir class and got certificates from that some i never think i ever do I liked it, it out there, but like I said before, a magnetic pull. Like I wanted <laughs> to go back to my old, like do the stuff I was doing. Cause yeah, but did I you? Well, how old were you? But roughly about. I was like twelve, thirteen. So you couldn't have really gone on your own, and like you're talking about this magnetic pull. Could, yeah. could you have left those communities and gone come back to Milwaukee on your own? Yeah. Yeah, you could. But kids do that now. Yeah, you could yeah. drive. Like, the I generation is different. Could have stole a car and drove on the highway. Could have yeah. took my neighbor's car. Like, I was like up there. They trusted me. Left their money and all that. I never like took it or none because mm-hmm. I feel like what I'm doing that for. Like, it's I got. If you feel like, if you could trust me, and I'm like, oh, if you trusted me and we barely like know each other, but you like, I see you see interest in me. I'm like. Trust I'm gonna trust you. Mm-hmm. So like I want doing stuff like that. The whole like my dad still live like the whole block loved me. Walking doors, cutting they guys pulling weed. It was fun out there. My pops wanted me to stay out there. A lot of people wanted me. I could have been a scholar at a good high school or something. But you know what I'm saying? I had to figure out and learn for myself. I ain't want to really like listen to my pops, and I ain't want to like, just put my city down. Like why would I come all the way out here to get a 
better education and scholarships to different schools and better sports teams mm-hmm. coming all the way to a Caucasian school. And I'm thinking, like, I can do it down there. I can get the city, like, you know what I'm saying? Don't ban my city without feeling bad because up there you don't really see a lot of black people. And I don't really know a lot of people around there. So I had to been, like, open and had to create bonds with people and stuff. Yeah. And I ain't feel really, I ain't feel like myself how I was down here. Cause it was like changing me, changing me like how I used to talk, how I used to like walk and like present myself and stuff. How I used to like, I used more manners and stuff because I was like getting rewarded and stuff like that. It was like, it was changing me and I ain't know if I liked it that or not. I'm like, I ain't feel comfortable cause I, it was something new to me. And I'm, and I and, and I ain't really wanted to accept it like that cause I feel like I was just, changing on my race or my community or some feeling I, it was just it wasn't feeling the same as how I was down here like how I was down here going to school and stuff having fun doing stuff doing my work probably running the halls or something it ain't feel the same out there like running the halls out there it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't no fun it was just <laughs> like you running the halls they just looking at you like why are you running the halls yeah and down here you running the halls they looking like oh we know why he running the halls they don't really care about school. it's like they care more out there than. So when you were out there, how did how did you see a lot of stolen cars, high speed chases, <laughs> things like that? I didn't really. Where my dad lived, we lived on a lake by the lake. No. Okay. I so didn't see. I didn't even see a, a a police district or a police <laughs> car out there. Like I was, it was so crazy. This is kind of coming back to what I was asking before. Do you want to say something? To yeah, you? because like I never lived out, but I used to go to Watertown and Oconomowoc because my uncle used to stay out there, and I used to go out there like every other weekend for mm-hmm. like two years straight. You don't see none of that stuff out there. People leave their back doors open, they cars okay. running, money, all like money, all out. like bikes in that yard, like. That is free out there. Like they got trust in people. Okay. So Joe, you're seeing all these services in the schools, and you're seeing where like the school is more open to having students move around and things like that. And um, you know, if if somebody's out in the hall, it's kind of treated differently than how it's treated here in Milwaukee. So do you think that all of that, all those services, and and kind of that attitude, has uh, um, helps students have different outcomes from what they would have in Milwaukee. Yeah. In yeah. schools in Milwaukee. Cuz basically what he's saying is like if he would have stayed out there, he wouldn't be here right now. He'd be somewhere probably playing on somebody basketball team. Yeah, so actually we never got to that. So how did you end up coming back to Milwaukee? Was it your choice to come back to live yeah. with your mom? Yeah, I felt like being out there, I wanted to I want I did want to stay out there. Like, cause it was starting to become like my little city. I was starting to get love for it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people loved me. I was becoming a football star and stuff. Like, I liked it. it school dances, learning Spanish, and all. It was I liked it. All the the new stuff. But I was like, I was missing my culture, missing my family. Missing. Did you Did you feel like you're turning your back on your who you were as a person, or your own culture, or your own identity? A little. I can say yeah, a little bit because. I didn't want to go out there and try to act more. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you almost said I don't it. Wanna, you almost I don't want to go out there and act like more like <laughs> civilized than I was and stuff. Cause that'd be like, I'm just two faced. Like I yeah. know how to play my part when I'm up there. Show them. I didn't want to go out there and just put a bad reputation on myself. Like, Oh, we don't like him because he do stuff like that. So I had to right. be like, I had to keep my hand close to my chest, really. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't really trust a lot of people. I couldn't, like, because I didn't know how they was. And I, I'm, it was only, like, three, four black people in the kid, the whole school. So it was, like, I ain't really want, like, to get too close to them because I don't know how they is. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking they probably, like, looking at me, like, why are he here? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But then again, as I was getting farther in school, a lot of people liked me. It wasn't. We want a lot of race things. People want yeah. to help me and stuff, but I ain't just I ain't want to get too close to them, like, cause I I knew I wasn't gonna be up there for long because I I always have felt strong urges because I was hanging with my friends out there, seeing girls, making money. I couldn't really do that out there. It was limited from living with my pops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was different, you know, structure yeah. and all that. So it was like I when I was out there, I was hard worker, going to school, playing sports. 
doing a lot. I was doing various things. I was in soccer, baseball, wrestling, Spanish class, choir class. I even learned a little bit of Japanese. <laughs> it was like I was just like, it's so much stuff in that school. Like you won't like get bored with just doing the same thing. But down yeah. here, you don't really see down here how the schools is down here. Teachers feel like some teachers just probably get like so like tired of seeing the same thing from the past years and feel like we don't want to learn, showing a lack of interest in our our education and feel like why why try to teach these kids when they really ain't trying to like have interest and do a lot of things different. Sometimes it just be trust issues and like how to like it just be like how you like if I go to a if I go to a school down in Milwaukee. And I'm I'm a new kid. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna observe. See how it is. See how all the teachers act. I ain't gonna try to get too close to the teachers, but I'm gonna try to be like, all right. If I ever need help or some, there is not a lot of kids like that. Like it's people get rude sometimes, and people act out, and sometimes because not enough support. School it don't be enough interesting topics in school. Like we don't want to learn about like boring stuff all day. I know we probably should know it, but. It's not but a lot it, of interest in school like down right, down here. You probably just see like all our courses in class: math, English, mm-hmm. language, arts, science. arts, science, gym. Like yeah. we don't have like different courses like how they had out there: Spanish choir class, all that. Japanese. Yeah, Jap- we don't got a lot of stuff like that down there. Like to interest us to like, oh yeah, I'm going to achieve this goal or stuff yeah. like to get more motivated to do stuff in school to get trophies, certificates, and stuff like that. It ain't a lot of... Did you have a lot of hands-on classes, like shop classes or... Yeah, we had, like... Oh, classes yeah. where you're building things. Yeah, we had a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. And I feel and like... You don't have that here. I feel like if kids learn more hands-on, that'll make everything a lot better because, like, school is a boring place, a very boring <laughs> place, unless the teacher want to make it fun because you right. sit, look at a board, read out the book, and do some work Yeah. every day. And you do that... For how many days school is then for like 185 days? Yeah, that's a lot of time. Yeah, it got to be more interesting. Like, if the topic more, I know like some things ain't gonna be interested. Like some things, like you, it got to be though. like yeah, not everybody's gonna be interested in everything. Right, uh, every you day. just got no. You just gotta light it up sometimes. Like, you just gotta get. You gotta motivate people. Like, yeah, come on, guys, we can do it. Like, do a podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> like, that's how for schools. Like, we achieve you know, a fundraiser yeah. for some to uh, go on a field trip. You don't even see like field trips no more, <laughs> right, right? You don't see. I don't remember the last time I went on a field trip. Like, it's crazy. My whole yeah. high school year, I never seen a field trip, and right. this is supposed to be my fourth year in high school. I never seen a field trip. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you don't see it, and out there where I was in Manage, we was finna. Go to Costa Rica for Japanese class. Like you don't, you you like. You gonna like, go to Costa Rica for Japanese class? Yeah, we was going. Not to, for Spanish. Yeah, it was my fault. I'm correct. It was for it was for Spanish. It was for Spanish. We was going to Costa Rica, and I was thinking like, I'm thinking like, me and my girl on the plane <laughs> and stuff. Like I was just, I you think like more out the box because it's like more things that's coming to you and more like. Ways you can like, oh, I can get, maybe if this don't work out for me, I ain't a whole, I ain't a good math, but I can like do this stronger. It's like more yeah. things, but we only got like six different things to go to, same classes. Know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing really interested in school like that down here. It's like even up there, some of the schools like some of the things weren't even interested. But you know, at the end of life, it might end up coming to help you in the end of life. Like I said, I'm. No matter what I did in school or how I did it, I'm dedicated to get my diploma or GED. Like, I feel like without that, like, a lot, without people getting that, it's like you see a lot of more things a person without a GED or diploma getting into trouble. Yeah. You get a GED or diploma, you can, like, that encourage you to do stuff. But I done seen people with GEDs and diplomas and still just, like, don't use it. Don't use it and get in trouble. But, well, I can say backwards. Because I've seen people with their diplomas that don't use it and be successful. Well, not yeah, successful in the right way, but still yeah. successful and without trouble. Because, like, the diploma can help you or it cannot. But it's good to just have it just it in case doors. you ever need it. It's just like yeah. a driver's license. It's good to have it, but you don't need it. Uh, Joe, would you ever consider going back to living with your dad? Yeah, I've, I've been actually, I'll be thinking, like, 
Cause some teachers down here tell me like, yeah, I feel like you could have like really made it and did something. And I I think about that, but then again, I don't want to leave my mama and feel like it feel like I'm just abandoning her to go proceed with my life. Even though she probably will want that for me, but I feel more comfortable if I take her and we get our like a house out there and then mm-hmm. like that. Or you know what I'm saying I I just don't want to just leave my family behind, even though they probably think it's better for me. But sometimes you get like you get bored, you get bored. It's very quiet out there. You get bored. You don't really know people. You know what I'm saying you don't really got yeah. friends out there. I still know people like out there, but we don't. We didn't lost like friendship, connections, and stuff. We talk like once a year or twice yeah. a year or something like yeah. it'd be better if you like if you lived out there with your family or close relatives even with my dad sometimes i still i still don't feel like real comfortable because you know i'm saying i'm a mama's boy i love my mama to the fullest so <laughs> i don't know what's going on down here to really like protect her or nothing so that's another thing like yeah i would but then again if i would if my mama would come with me but I wouldn't. I still, I'm gonna still do some like go to a, a good school down here in Milwaukee because we do got good schools mm-hmm. and we got. It's just like kids just don't like. We don't take advantage right, of the good schools. We don't schools. take advantage of the good schools. And right. I can relate to that too because my mama was to come down to Texas where I was supposed to go and live with my auntie. I would have went, but I yeah. would just go go down there by myself. And it's it's weird. Like that's my auntie, but. I'm yeah. used to living with my mama, right. so it's, it's like different. it's weird. Yeah, that's something. Then you gotta adjust to it. You ain't I, got I, that bond you got with your mama. Like, yeah, I don't got yeah. that bond with my pops that I got with my mama. Like you used to just being free. You come down here, it's different rules. You got to. You know, I'm used to what I'm used to, and that's adjusting to something totally different. So we've gone over time here. I want to make sure that you guys get a chance to say anything. If, 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 is there anything that we missed? Is there anything that you guys want to talk about that we didn't get to? Yeah, Milwaukee. This a it's a good city. It's a good city. We make it back. Yeah, it's like yeah, certain parts of it like not even it's just like certain things youth adults do. You know what I'm saying? Not just black people, white people, Asian. like it's mm-hmm. a mixture of all things. You know what I'm saying? Milwaukee is really, it's really good down here. Like we really got a lot of like resources for the stuff, but we just don't have, we just don't show interest into like finding it. Or sometimes like people just don't want to work hard for to get this, cause they're like, if I work hard for this, like they don't think like I'm working hard for this that might not really even help me in life. But whole time that can open up doors, like you said in economics, you don't like do stuff like that. People just like. Like they mindset don't be on it because when you grow up around some so much and you just see like people gambling, smoking, drinking, and people getting first of the month checks and that's all you grew around. That's you gonna be so like your mind gonna be trapped to that. You ain't gonna really want nothing different for yourself or your family, you know what I'm saying? Cause that's how you that's your way of living. Mm-hmm. You gotta think outside the box. You okay, like I don't wanna live like this no more. I don't wanna like do stuff different. Like uh, Milwaukee, it is a good city. It's just we got poverty, low poverty spots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That people don't really like try to f- make a better houses and community. stuff like that, community and yeah. stuff like that, because and they feel scared or or they might break it and do stuff like that. It's not a not. It's a lot of people that do build houses or buy houses don't put a lot of work and effort into it because high they feel quality like into it. They feel like it's gonna get broken, or a house is supposed to be a safe house where you feel safe and comfortable with your family. If you ain't got a safe house, you don't feel safe. You gonna feel like worried and stuff like that. Even some hoods, some hoods don't even like be real hoods. It's just a hood because like people claiming how it used to be back then. Yeah. But it's not always drama and stuff like that. It ain't always that because the hood, you protect the hood, and the hood gonna be protected. You might see stuff here and there now you ain't gonna see stuff it's every day all day like if you was to walk through my hood or something you probably would feel like you probably would feel like uh i feel danger or something but whole time you ain't gonna really ain't gonna be no danger unless you like bring danger or somebody feel threatened to you yeah like if i walk through a white neighborhood just to know i black they might feel like i'm danger and I might feel like they danger because I know if I walk to a, a neighborhood or a black, they probably think I done broke into somebody's house, robbed <laughs> a car, stole some, trying to get away or some. 
I know because it happened to me before. Like, yeah, we, one time I was in Grand Tulsa coming from a friend party at, like, 6 in the morning. They pulled me over. Like, why is you walking through this neighborhood? A lot of cars been stolen. I'm like, I just got, I just got, I just came from the friend house. I'm yeah. trying to go back home. I can relate to that, too. That happened yeah. to me, too, in Wauwatosa. They came, like, four or five cars deep. I'm just sitting there, like, I'm waiting on the bus. I'm trying to go home. They yeah. come six cars deep. Right. What you doing in our neighborhood? Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of stolen cars and stuff. I'm so like, you guys have experienced the profiling. Yes. It's like really in Wauwatosa. Yeah. Just imagine, like, Two whole black communities moving to Beverly Hills. They might be like scared. Whoa. They gonna be scared, like yeah. quick to like do stuff. Cause they don't, they thinking like they probably they ain't used to that. They ain't used to like a lot of black people being in that neighborhood. They used to being like seeing they races or other races that's not towards black. No, I'm not being racist or prejudiced or not. But I'm saying they not used to it. Like you see. White people on our block, we not used to seeing white people in the hood or stuff like that. We used to them being scared to come through this, but you do see some like that, and they tell you like how they how other people think of it, and probably be scared to walk through it because they didn't hear stuff or seen it on the news. It really like like that all the time. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. the hood got love for you, but the streets don't. Anything else we didn't get to? Is there anything you want to mention real quick? Man. Shout out to the Bucks for the championship. All right, I of know course. people didn't believe in us. Of course. Like, a lot of people don't believe in they Milwaukee. They didn't believe in us. Right. They thought we was going to lose. Yeah, they thought we was going to lose, but we showed But when wrong. we won that game at Phoenix, I knew it was over. I knew from right then and there it was over. And yep. then the next game was at the Bucks Arena. Oh, it was over. And we this, had to go crazy. When they, by them winning the championship, this going to open a lot of people's eyes. Because yeah. they going to look at Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. They going to look at Milwaukee. Like yeah, you we seen, were, you we're, you don't really see like famous, like famous, famous people coming down to the Bucks, and I was so shocked. LeBron was there. Like yeah. I was, I was shocked to see them. Like I, I probably, I'm thinking they probably think it's dangerous. It's not really dangerous down here, I right? Know, and it, we even got bad publicity during the playoffs themselves, and yeah, people got behave. heat for it. And yeah, it's like you know, it's like any other urban area. You got good and bad, and. It was nice to actually kind of be on the national stage yeah. for something so positive. All around the world for this stuff like yeah. that to put this is gonna put Milwaukee on, on the map. Real. Yeah, this is gonna put Milwaukee. They gonna look at it different. It's like you always hear bad things about Milwaukee, not really good things about yeah. Milwaukee. And by them winning the championship, this is gonna open a lot of people's eyes and be like, Milwaukee won a championship. Maybe we come visit here. This ain't a bad place. Know what I'm saying. All right, I gotta let you guys She's go before I get in <laughs> trouble here. Thank you guys for participating. Thanks for all the information you shared. That was um, very good. Um, good luck with everything in the future. Yep. Um, three more everything. weeks. Three more weeks, yeah. Good luck. Hope everything works out for you. Keep your head straight. Stay in school. Graduate. Um, and again, just thanks for participating. Thank you, too. You're welcome. Shout right. out to the books.